Hello, Louise Lee. Hello, Paulina. How are you? We're good. All both good, I think, aren't we? Yeah, I'm sitting basking in beautiful sunlight. I have to actually hide in the shade and my glasses have gone brown like a pervert. Even so that's, yeah, that's and whereas I'm in London, so I'm looking out at the smog and it's lovely. <laughs> lovely London. I love I'm so happy to be back with Early Doors and Jackie Weaver last week. Just an absolute joy. And of course, what a has, peach. isn't she? If you're new to the show because you listen to Jackie Weaver, you are in for a treat over the next few months. On the strength of getting Jackie Weaver, I have been, there's somebody I've been wanting to book for 18 months and I haven't plucked up the courage to do it. And yesterday I thought, just bloody ask Pauline. And they came straight back with, I'd bloody love to. So we can ask people, we can ask people to do this little show because it's funny and lovely and everyone who does it enjoys it. So they certainly do. They certainly do. Well, I just, I like, I feel like, oh, there are people who have kind of been waiting for us to come back. And if you're one of them, thank you for your patience. Yes, <laughs> I love our people, yeah, uh, but we're back right. to, we, you know the weather's getting crap again. So stay in with early doors, yeah. or go out running with early doors, or take the kids to school with early doors, or however you listen to us. Yeah, exactly. So it's a free country; you can do what you like. Um, yeah. But this is a really lovely episode with Robin Morgan, who, if you've not heard of him, he has been on Mock the Week. He's about to do live at the Apollo. Uh, yes. He is a hugely funny Welsh comedian. Young. Young, talented, <laughs> nice Good looking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, we should hate him. We should. I do. <laughs> no, he was brilliant. I did enjoy the time we spent with him. He was yeah. very. It got a bit vulgar to start with. Oh God. Yeah, it was vulgar and sweet and romantic. There's a really cute. There's a really cute proposal story coming later, and we talked about his superpowers. His what's it called? Clairvoyance. Yeah. And uh, we talked about his stunning new job for Basil Brush, which. uh, (laughs) Might surprise you. Might yes. surprise listeners. It was a delight, and and this is somebody rather aspirational um, for any mothers listening. This guy's a house husband. I love him. No, great. That's what we need. Four of those, please. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, he's a, he was he's great. I mean, you know, I've, I've met him in real life. He's lovely. He was lovely on the podcast as well. Very inventive, playful, happy to run with the ideas. This makes me realise that actually, dear listener, you should not listen to this whilst on the school run. You should listen to this in the bath while your partner does the school run. Yes. Got it. Unless you're a bloke, in which case listen to it on the school run, snort through your nose at your children. And when they say, Daddy, what are you laughing at? You can go, nothing. Give me a jump stand. Yes, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Daddy, what's going end mean? What is Megma? Enjoy the show. There's a lot of that to come. Hello, I'm Pauline Eyre. And I'm Louise Lee. This is Airly Doors, and we are... Opening Doors to Other Dimensions. Here's how it works. We feed information about our guest into our space-time generator, the Dimension Matrix, or Dominatrix for short, and she creates a whole bunch of portals, or doors, into other dimensions. And then we let our guest peer through the doors into alternative realities. Will they be living out their wildest dreams, trapped in their childhood nightmares? 
or some weird bastard mixture of the two. But Louise, who is our lucky guest today? It's the terrifyingly young, lovely lad, Welsh fellow, lover of yellow. He's written for loads of cool comedy shows on the telly and radio. What a man, what a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. Say it again now, it's Robin Morgan. <laughs> <Hooray>! Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> I like oh, wow. that introduction. What it was a very good introduction. I do like <laughs> yellow. I always wear yellow. Yeah, me oh. too. Me too. Yeah. Louise's love of yellow we... is scary. I don't know about you, but I when I have also had yellow. You had a yellow fringe poster in 2019, mm. and we were in the, the same, not the same venue, but the com- same complex, complex of venues. Yeah. And so I definitely clocked your, you know, like, oh, there's a yellow guy. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be best friends. <laughs> we're going to be best friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah, literally works. back to sort of school days of what's your favourite colour. Like that, yeah. <laughs> That's how yeah. you become friends with someone. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I'm emotionally scarred by having a teenager who said, yellow car and smacked me around the head when we were driving. This is a game, <laughs> isn't it? Of course. Yeah, we did that. I'd never heard of that game. It's like, what yeah. the fuck are you doing? We're driving, I'm driving. Yeah. Banana car punch, <laughs> we call it. Banana car punch. Banana car punch. Yeah. Well, oh, don't let your children do it. No. Um, but no. it's a mad game, isn't it? Yeah. When you think of like on a motorway and that that's the yeah. okay time to punch. That's the only <laughs> legal way of, of hitting a driver. <laughs> I'm not sure it's legal, Robin, you know. I'm banned from many <laughs> mega buses. <laughs> <laughs> no big yellow taxis no american school buses. we were like we are not taking you to new york we have always wanted to take the kids to new york we're like or maybe we do we just leave them outside the airport punching each other and then we don't have a lovely (laughs) see you in a week see you in a week (laughs) enjoy your game (laughs) anyway talking of games oh that was slick oh let's get back to ours So lots of the things that come out of the dominatrix, Robin, are made from the ingredients that come from your own life. Yes. But before we set her off, we've got one more person we need to put into the machine. Um, What's the most disgusting thing you've ever seen? This is... It's, it's really disgusting, and we're recording this at like ten thirty in the morning, so I can really <laughs> apologise for saying this. I was once on a night out, uh, probably when I was like seventeen, eighteen, and I heard my friend. He was he was having a weed down an alley, and I heard him say as he took out his penis, gentleman, his gentleman. Apologies for using the p word. Um, uh, <laughs> As he took out his penis, correct here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His his winky. Um, as he took <laughs> as he took out his penis, he exclaimed, "Oh my goodness!" He didn't say that. He said, "Oh my god, my bell end stinks," and <gasps> it is so revolting. And I have not thought about it until very recently, and I ha- I hate it so much. And it, it was a friend of, of yours. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm How not going to you... say who. He's got a good job as well. Like he's a, he's a very he's a very and a smelly belly and a smelly belly. Um, um, yeah, it haunts me, and I think about it maybe once a year. <laughs> it's he just had a horrible. Good job. Like he, he was your barrister or something, and you were in court, and he was defending you, and you just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All you would think about is. How smelly his bellend is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, also, you must get a lot of use from to. Re- He's probably grown up and learned to wash. I'm just saying. Uh, I mean, he was 18 at the time. Uh, I've got 17-year-olds. It's not a given. 
<laughs> I mean, when they have good jobs, I mean, I, I am. Um, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty gross, isn't it? It's pretty, it's pretty gross. It's disgusting. And oh, yeah. um, I kind of want to tell you what he does, but if it's so yeah, revealing to my group, of, yeah, 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 totally. He's totally. MP for where? He's the prime minister. <laughs> well, no surprise there. Indeed. We've been calling him Smelly, smelly Bellant for years. <laughs> yeah, we've been calling him far worse. <laughs> oh, Let, wow. Let's pop Mr. Smelly Bellend in the dominatrix. In, in the dominatrix. And I really second. hope he doesn't listen to this. Because <laughs> he knows, he knows that it's him. He might do. Like he was he always remember. One, he was always the one of a group of friends who got so like really, really lightweight and got really, really drunk and we used to fall asleep in pubs and clubs and things. And so I don't know. I don't know whether he, no, he does. Remember. No, exactly. Yeah. Maybe this is maybe I could out him. And he'd be like, that wasn't me. <laughs> that wasn't me. Um, scrupulously clean, Bellend, yeah. after that incident. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm Where really I... clean. And, yeah. my, and my job now in the cheese factory is perfectly safe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's too early. It's too early, Dawes. I'm sorry. Right, early Dawes, nice. Um, let's, chat, let's set off the dominatrix anyway. Isn't that a salad spinner? <laughs> oh, no, I've missed him. Now, before we look through the first <laughs> door, just to, <laughs> just to explain the game, the good news is we're going to use the power of the dominatrix to actually allow you to walk through one of the doors and live the life you see on the other side. But the bad news is you have to make the decision before you know what all the options are. If you see something you like, it's choose it or lose it. Okay. Okay. Happy? Mm -hmm. Know what you're doing? Think so. Yes. Exciting. Right. Let's get on with the game. Door number one. Right. Who's doing this one? Please let it not be me. Oh, it is me. Okay. Oh my <laughs> God, Robin Morgan. What? You're actually James Bond. You're tied That's to cool. a table. I know it is cool, isn't it? You'd be a great spy, right? Uh, no, I, I love gossip too much. I <laughs> I tell everybody everything. You're never going to smart. You'd have to be in sort of counterintelligence where they shed it. Just sell. It. Just we'll tell one lie to Robin Morgan. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And he'll, yeah. He'll, he'll he'll bring down Russia. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay, but in this scenario, you're tied to a table, and there is a laser cutting through the table, making a beeline for your gentleman's department. The baddie has just told you he expects you to die. Now, I can't remember what James Bond, the you know, Sean Connery does in this situation. I think he uses amazing fighting and also sexiness to uh, to make the situation okay. <laughs> uh, what would Robin Morgan do in this situation to make it feel okay? Oh, I'd probably try and diffuse the tension with a with, with a joke. Try and des desperately make uh, the baddie like me. I'd really try and charm him. How was your childhood? That's a nice, that's a nice jacket. What kind of knees are you into? Just try and desperately try and find some sort of common goal. I think how is your childhood? When, considering he's doing what he's doing, sure. he's probably pretty fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that would probably speed the laser up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, desperately try and become this this guy's friend. Assuming it's a man. Of course it's a man. Of course yeah. it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a yeah. very sexy woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, think, I think that's what I do to try and make it okay. Just try and charm charm the pants off him yeah yes cool. i know that uh yeah i certainly it would be also my approach and um particularly i particularly enjoy it when i'm having like uh a, an an undercarriage treatment of some kind and uh to a nurse with no sense of humor that's my favorite oh yeah it's um it's like when you're gigging as well isn't there there's somebody in the audience who is just not enjoying you and you go okay i'm going to break you by the end of this 20 minutes yeah. i'm going to yeah. make, i'm just going to aim everything at you and I will change all the gears at the expense of the gig, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just to make you specifically laugh. Yeah, yeah. I love the way Louise has suddenly gone very coy. All through the first series of this podcast, we spoke to women, and almost every time, having your bits shaved came up. And now suddenly, Louise is saying, if I'm having something done to my undercarriage part, my undercarriage, <laughs> because there's a boy there, in yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't want to offend Mr. Darcy. No, no, no. no. Suddenly, Louise has become a fucking lady. I'm my lady. But that's weird, because I've always called my fanny my lady. Um, Have you? Okay. Yeah. Oh, my lady. Oh, that man. It makes my lady feel unusual, you know. That's sort of <laughs> like like <laughs> like she's in the House of Lords. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes she is. There is, is a lady garden, isn't there? In there the House of Lords, garden. there is a lady. Is, a lady garden. is there a lady garden? There That's is great. a lady garden, which is just delicious. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Right. Well, let's see who who this baddie is in this scenario. It's. Da, 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 da. Oh, the baddie is Battle Brush. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> I uh I've I've met Basil Brush. Oh <gasps> cool. I um he Basil Brush touched my knee. Uh oh. I was an adult. This is like two years ago. Don't worry. <laughs> and also I was about to go. I'm not, I'm not gonna get I'm not, not gonna get him cancelled. Your... Don't worry. What? <laughs> he's the only star of the 1970s is still an out of work. Yeah, yeah, he's the only he's the he's the only one. He's still there. Um I wrote on his um he did an Edinburgh show two years ago and I wrote mm. some wrote some jokes for him and uh, we had a few meetings and uh yeah, it was um it was fun. It was it was it was cool. But I, I don't think he would Try and chop my dick off, would he? Baddie, though, wouldn't he? Do you think I mean, so? Yeah, because he's got that psychotic edge, hasn't he? His yeah, mouth. yeah. Oh, oh Mr. Yeah. Robin, I'm coming yeah. to get you. <laughs> I mean, he would use like he would use a bomb to like. Explain. Yeah, he would. Yeah, boom, boom. Yeah. Two, yeah. two bombs, presumably. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, I love the idea of a universe where he's gone rogue as well, and has you know. Yeah, a sort of dark timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Basil Brush, yeah, 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 he's been infiltrated by. Yeah, yeah that, I think that that would be really good. Like, you yeah, like a sort of Venom Spider-Man thing where he wears like a like a dark green coat <laughs> <laughs> instead of his pea green one. <laughs> like, it's so... like in the Muppets when when you had the bad Kermit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. it. That's it. That's it. Like, um, my my favorite one is in uh, Spider-Man Three, like the first sort of like iteration where Tobey Maguire is um. Uh, is Spider-Man and they, when he goes evil they give him like an, e an emo haircut it was like <laughs> mid-2000s when sort of like emo was like really sort of like dangerous and he sort of goes down and walking down the street sort of barges into somebody like he's in the verve 
um <laughs> just to, just to show like oh he's he's bad he's bad oh, yeah, that's, those are now. the signals um i want to know can i ask about working with basil brush or is it like yeah. working with mickey like you know if you work at disneyland mm. uh you have to be like no there isn't a person inside the suit sure. that is mickey mouse like when you have a meeting with basil brush mm. do you have a meeting with basil himself or do you just have a meeting like with a man with a hand um <laughs> i had a meeting with three men and basil was in a box and basil <laughs> basil came out of the box uh to to say hello and um take pictures I think that's fine. I don't think I don't think I ever signed a contract for this job. So fuck so, it. <laughs> Quite frankly, <laughs> I had a, no had a meeting. I had a, no, no NDA. I had a meeting with um, Basil's writer, Basil's sort of performer, and Basil, the, the person who kind of owns the rights, and it's um, this sort of like team, and then the the producers of the show, um, and we just sort of workshop some stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, so he, he was in, he was in he was in the box he was in a carry case he was in a steel carry case because he is violent. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was tied to a trolley with a muzzle in. <laughs> yeah, that was very. But no, honestly, it was kind of like had a work so he could have sort of like gone it like raised up and sort of seen. He was quite bonded in it actually thinking about it. He yeah. did very bonded, but I think pitch it, pitch it, let's pitch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That also goes bad. Yeah, that is good. Um, isn't can it? we get him into the Muppets? Can we have Basil Brush meets the Muppets and is the a crossover? Basil... Is this is this the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Is this the British yeah. version of that? That's <laughs> all we've got with the Teletubbies. Yeah, I'm on the magic roundabout. <laughs> yeah, God, get him on the Teletubbies. Those rabbits will stand no chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a fox in the garden. Brilliant. <laughs> Oh wow! Are you going right. to choose this scenario? You could have this life of being James Bond, and where Basil Brush has gone evil, but you are the only person who can save us. Yeah, I just don't have confidence in my in myself that I could save us. I, I think. But it, in this ability, in this universe, you've got the skills, right? I mean, you've worked. You don't just get plonked in a 007 job, do you? You've obviously yeah. there's a training scheme. There's City of Guilds or something. Oh, well, I don't know. I'm a white man, dude. I probably just would have been promoted to my degree of incompetence. <laughs> I probably, <laughs> I probably, uh, my dad's uncle's probably M. Actually, it's a good point because you're a white man. You've got no chance of getting cast as Bond now because Pierce hey. has gone mad, hasn't it? Uh, it's, mad. Oh, I, I, honestly, it's 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 ruined my future plans. All I wanted one day was to be cast as Ian Beale, and it's not going to happen anymore. <laughs> right. So, uh, you are you are you going to walk away from this world? I'm going to walk away from it. If I can okay. walk away from being chained to a table, I will walk away from it. <laughs> We will, okay. we will slam that door closed. Lovely. Fantastic. Okay. One oh, down, so. five to go. Door number two. So in this one, uh, you are a superhero called Robin, but not yes. that one. Sure. <laughs> Robin with two Bs. <laughs> yes, yes, and with no Batman. Sure. Um, your specialism is rescuing people who are falling. Like, you just pluck them out of the air. The only problem is there are never any witnesses. So as far as anyone else is concerned, you're just mild-mannered klutz from Cardiff. Then, is this is this sounding familiar? Right? A little bit, yeah. 
Go on. I've saved so many. I've, I've saved so many people, mate. But no, but oh no one God. believes me, so I don't really talk about it. <laughs> Burning buildings, or no, this, this um this 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 plays into my uh, again my desperate fear to be liked. If I had those powers, but it would drive me fucking mad if I couldn't <laughs> talk about it again. I'd I just tell everyone yeah. I'm Superman. <laughs> I'd go into I'd, I'd go into the newspaper offices wearing a fucking cape. I'm like, <laughs> tell me what happened yeah. when you when you when you rescued somebody from a boat. Have you really rescued somebody? No, was I don't think so. Death? No, I think you I, have because um, you, you told us in advance that you had. <laughs> I've rescued somebody from a burning building. Your child, burning no, building, burning somebody building. who was. Oh, sorry, that's really bad. It's like that bit on Graham Norton where it's like, so I hear you have a funny story yes. and Johnny Zapp's like, I'm so high, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> when my, this is about maybe a year ago around this time, maybe it's literally on, on the day, my wife went back to work after my daughter was born and I was, uh, on well, the first day I, I had her and my son, I was like smashing, you know, sometimes, very rarely as a parent, you feel like, I'm smashing today. Everything's going yeah. really well. Everyone's happy. We were leaving the house on time and I was prepping yeah. some lunch, prepping some dinner or something. I was like, this is amazing. Daughter's just there. It's a really healthy dinner. They've eaten really, really well. And I just realised I couldn't see her anywhere. She's like sort of, um, like just around, around her first birthday. And um, I sort of just wandered around and she'd fucking gone straight up all the stairs, like crawled really, really fast. I saw her at the top of them. And then I immediately sort of ran up the stairs to try and stop her from falling. And she thought we were playing a game. So sort of threw herself down these stairs. Oh. And I caught her with like what? Like a sort of like Simba-esque. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pride rock thing um and i i, I it, it brings me out in a sweat thinking about this I, like seeing her yeah. the whole it's horrible to think of what have, could have happened and it's my own negligence and please don't take her away from me um but like i caught her and then i was just sort of looking around thinking you know you see those videos of like those viral videos like best dad of the year and he's just plastered someone's head it's like come on the bar is fucking low isn't it? <laughs> yeah. but then you see like classic dadwins.com and it's like catching a kid or like sort of like pulling me away from like getting hit by a bat i was really furious that we don't have like a nest door cam that was like recording <laughs> all of this and i could have gone viral and sold out my tour based off that <laughs> Yeah. Amazing! Wow, did you get a scare stair deck stairgate after? Oh, stair stairgate the next day, and <laughs> then uh, I think about six months ago, she learned how to open it because she's incredibly violent. Yeah. <laughs> she's a strong yeah. thug, and she just rips it, <laughs> rips it off its hinges. <laughs> yeah. I definitely remember there being a phase where that was an hilarious game to play: was to leap off the stairs into your arms, mm. like no warning, just. Whee! Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. carrying plates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this Crash. is a challenge. This is on difficulty hard. Yeah. <laughs> hell. Mm. Oh my goodness. So, um this is you. You are you are Robin the superhero and and everybody thinks you're the mild-mannered I like that bit of script, Louise. Well done. The mild-mannered klutz from Cardiff. As far as everybody's concerned, this is who you are, but only one person has now discovered your secret. And the person is... Mr. Smelly Belland. <laughs> um... I like that. 
I yeah, I'm I'm already turning this down <laughs> immediately, <laughs> Im- immediately. I think Mr. Smelly Bell, because as soon as people, if he was the person who told everybody and went, oh okay, we well, just believe this guy. As soon as it came out about Smelly Bell, then everyone was like, <laughs> what else is he lying about? What else? Like it's not a hundred percent trustworthy. You know? Does he wash his willy? Is he lying about Yeah, that? I, exactly. I just have this horrible visual in my head of Smelly Bellend jumping naked off a building and you have to catch him, but he's leaving. Oh, this... God. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just... Cheesy Bellend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. you can reach. Yeah, I'd realise that he was falling from smell first and I'd look up and go... <laughs> <laughs> it's... Oh dear. I Is it a bird? Image. Is it a plane? <laughs> I, the image, I don't know if I can say it. I think I'll have to just live with it. No, I'm going to say it. And say it, get it out of the head. The bell end and all the cheese, and it's like catching a tube of primula. Ew! <laughs> yes, no, you shouldn't have said it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't live with it in my brain on it. Oh, well, I couldn't live with it. Whereas I had thought in my head it's coming towards you and did decide not to say it. Uh, sure. Well, I'm a fucking lady, and you're you've I, got a safe. You've got some I, kind of brain. I know. Safe, I, I know. Think it was. It's kind of like when you've got a pack of grated cheese, and you're just kind of like scattering it <laughs> over the fall like that. I will never air. eat pizza again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to know what his job is. <laughs> oh fucking hell! It's actually really funny with link to this. If I say it, can you bleep it out? But you know that what I can tell you. Yeah. In terms, in terms of if he is flying from the, falling from the sky, he's a Patreon and we'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got a Patreon. Quick, so <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh brilliant. So you are turning your back on being able to pluck people out of the sky. Cheesy Bellens with Cheesy Bellend as your only yeah. accomplice. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's slam the door on that. Right. Let's have a look at the next door. Door number three. There we go. Okay. So, oh, you've got this amazing opportunity. Okay. They're going to commission you to make a big ITV sitcom. It's going to replace like, I don't know, something like Not Going Out or Mrs. Brown's Boys or, you know, like a really big commercial success. Uh, But then for reasons, just at the end of the meeting, you tell a story that leaves you hysterical, in tears, lost the power of your legs and your bladder. Do you have a story that makes you laugh unreasonably every time you tell it? I do. Um, and after um, that build-up, we're probably going to sit here stony-faced. No, you will, because every <laughs> time I, I find this far too funny than it is, and every time I tell people, no one laughs but I think it is literally the example of you had to be there. So March 2018, Beast from the East, whenever that was, Beast from the mm-hmm. East. I um, and a lot of friends came from London back to Cardiff for a stag do. Um, loads of people cancelled, but we sort of valiantly got trains down. 
uh, for my friend's dad do. And we went to a, a nightclub called Metro's, which is disgusting. And it's where we used to go when we were sort of 16, 17. And this, <laughs> the ceiling drips when it's hot. Oh. Um, and we used to think it was sweat. But the rumour is that it's because the ceiling, the toilets are above there. So oh. basically it's just the pipes. But people like stick their tongue out like it's snowing and oh, try and catch the drips. They also set, set, they, they give out toast at 3am just before oh. they leave. Um, oh, which hang is on. Ex- it's suddenly become brilliant. <laughs> so, right. Um, and it's a rock bar and it plays kind of like all the pop punk that we used to love and enjoy. Um, so we, we went to this place in terms of nostalgia on the Beast from the East. And we were maybe like six, seven of six, seven of us on the stag too. There was probably 10 people in the entire place. Like people literally, the, you know, the snow was like, I don't know, measurements. A metre seems too high. Half a metre? Half a metre of snow? Like we were wellies to a nightclub. And um, we, we got we got there and then we were all dancing and there was sort of like six or seven of us. And there was a couple, a really sweet couple who clearly come out like valiantly against um, against the odds. And they just sort of sat there like, like watching the stag, having a nice sort of like time. And they were sort of like just getting off with each other and kissing and stuff. And I thought it would be really funny as we leave to go up to them um quite sweetly and just say hi um just wanted you to know that you've um you've really ruined my evening um (laughs) just really just it's so unnecessary um (laughs) it's so to come out with it in such like a really hi so it's about you just you've read like you know that sort of like quite karen-y way where you sort of make a complaint and it really tickles me because I feel it's like quite sort of well-mannered, so polite man. You've really, 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 really ruined my evening. When they were so polite, they were so like just really cute. And that's... <laughs> the idea that a stag do with someone on a stag is going up to a very polite couple you have ruined my evening. Just... <laughs> I just really like the juxtaposition of it. It really makes me laugh. Oh, that's fantastic. And they were just baffled. And then I put my wellies on and walked away. (laughs) Just so unnecessary. And it's so knobbish. And I just, it's just that sort of thing where you're sort of just being a little bit of a piece of shit. <laughs> and it's just stranger no as well. I did something oh, yeah. similar. I did something similar to friends, but never not strange. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So there's um, I I live, yeah, doesn't matter where I live. Um uh <laughs> number 49. Um yeah. <laughs> I, I've got a thing where if anybody parks outside my house and I know who it is, I go out. If I see them, I go out and go, I'm sorry, you can't park there. <laughs> that's, that's that's my house. <laughs> <laughs> which is and they turn around and they look really shocked and then they realize it's me and, and we laugh yeah, and I, it's like like, I have yet to do it by mistake to someone i don't know but i'm sorry yeah. it's, it's, i live here and, and that's really funny i like that a lot oh that's yeah. a lovely it's, I, I can't think of any specific examples but it i also like i want to join in uh, oh. <laughs> You have, this is your challenge, Louise. Before the next podcast, you have to go and be, say go, be a twat. Really yeah. inappropriate to somebody. So there you are, in tears, lost the power of your legs and your bladder. The person who you're about to sign this contract with is unimpressed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely just not bothered. Uh, the whole thing is like, oh, they're looking at you now. Like, am I making the right decision? Yeah. Uh, and the person is... 
Oh, I've done him. Oh, it's Lee Ryan from Out of Blue. Lee Ryan from Blue. So he's the ITV commissioner. <laughs> so I'm about to sign a contract to be to write and star or just write? Yeah, I mean, if that, yeah, I think write and star if you'd like that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, it's your professional dreams come true. You might be just about to, to ruin it. Sure, sure, sure. And Lee Ryan is not impressed with this story. Not- I always assumed Lee Ryan was was one of the people without much of a sense of humour. I remember seeing him on Buzzcocks when I was sort of like um, a teenager, and I used to really love that show. And he didn't seem to enjoy it very much. But he he's, he did acting for a bit, didn't he? He was in loads of like gangster films, mm. I think. What do you think he'd be like as an as an ITV commissioner? Do you think? I mean, mad, absolutely mad. He would just commission his own shit, right? Do you think he'd be on a power trip? Yeah, like, like sort of write, like write, think... write the theme tune, sing the theme tune type Yeah, yeah vibes, I think he's you know? really it think, and be really dominant in the department and everybody has to like really bow down to him. Like they, they, you know, he walks into a room and everybody goes, all right, stop it. It took nice. so long to get there. Nice. So long to get so there. Long. I Very couldn't good. think of anything quicker. No, um, he he would he would sort of um yeah he'd commission legal based sitcoms called All Rise just based on his back yeah. catalogue of songs. Yes. Oh, he yes. could be like Judge Judy. <laughs> I really like the idea of Lee Ryan great. as a judge, and then All Rise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah, too for, far. For, it's the only no, song that, I can think of for that one. No, weirdly, me, me too. What else? What else did they do? They must have but, done other ones. Nah. Shit. No. All I can think of is a couple of them have done strictly. <laughs> yes. See, I quite like the other ones. And one song. Yeah. Who is it? Anthony Costa, Duncan James, Simon Webb. Why do I know the entire first name, last names of yeah. Blue? So let's think about this situation. Do you think you could pull it back from it's back to that situation like when you were trying to entertain the the, the smear doctor or the, you know, mm. when they have you ever done that, Robin? Uh, I, I I regularly barge into smear test appointments and try and entertain <laughs> doctor <laughs> doing the procedure. You you've talked about how if there's somebody in the room who's not getting it, mm. you change will change gears. Yeah, so you get that one person laughing. Yeah, so I, I, I think probably, in this situation, I, I probably would just ch- ask him what he wanted the idea to be and change the entire. Even if it was like my passion project that I'd slaved away for twenty years over, I would change it like that. If it if I wanted someone to like me, we'll set it in yeah, space. And you would end up writing for Judge Lee Ryan. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But you'd all, be starring in it as the feckless person who actually said all rise or something you know i think i'd be Hush, i'd be saying it as as the as the typist yeah in the court, yeah. What they never the court, reporter. The court, court reporter and i'd never have a single line i just I, I would kind of be a catchphrase but it'd be a visual one of me just sort of going <sighs> <laughs> as, as, as judge lee ryan once again sends a man to his death <laughs> Barking outside his house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to start watching this sitcom. It sounds. I think it's going to be cult. It's a cult sitcom. Cult classic, starring a cult. Um. Uh. So, Robin, I'm going to ask you whether you want to walk through this door. I don't. Are you sure? I'm. I'm. I. I am getting. I'm less sure than the other ones because I'm getting mm-hmm. nervous about the amounts that are remaining. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, yeah, exactly. I feel like there's a more positive one in it. I think. So I'm going to slap. Gonna... Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> um, Life okay. is definitely going to get better than this. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so so there's a more positive one than all your professional dreams. 
about doing sat on the edge of your all your being professional dreams coming true. All your professional dreams like about to be compromised. That, yeah. But, but and by Lee Ryan. By Lee Ryan. Yeah. I, I mean, also, I in that universe, it's a universe where ex-boy band stars go on to become commissioners at, at major yeah, TV yeah, channels yeah. as well. So maybe we don't I, want to be in that universe. Yeah, I think I think let's sack it off. Let's 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 burn the door. Okay. <laughs> right, Fine. so that's the halfway mark now, isn't it? It is. Yep. Three left. There we go. Door number four. It's just occurred to me we've never had anyone who's got to the end and gone, no, I'm not choosing any of them. I just refuse. Let's not make that today. Sure. Oh, you've been, well, you know, you could, I suppose, just choose to stay in your boring, boring timeline. That's yeah. <laughs> Hang on a minute. If it's choosing to stay in your boring, boring life, can can I can I be in Robin's life? Because it's pretty good. You did pretty bloody well, mate. So let's move to this door number four. It's really, really simple one, this one. You have a story about a proposal that's like something out of a rom-com, I understand. Mm. Yes. In 2014, me and my uh, girlfriend at the time went to New York on holiday. And I thought we'd been together for sort of six, no, five years at that point. And I thought, oh, that's a nice opportunity. I always, I wanted to propose, but didn't really know where. I thought, okay, New York's quite a nice place to sort of do it, sort of romantic city, all that kind of stuff. And then, so we bought a ring, put it in my, uh, when we flew out, I put it in my backpack. because so I was like, the suitcases get lost on planes, not going to be that twat. So put it in my backpack. We um, got a taxi from the airport, the Airbnb where we were staying. And uh, there's a theme here. In a desperate bid for the taxi man to like me, I helped him get the suitcase out of the boots because it was quite a heavy suitcase. And then the car drove off and I realised that my backpack was still on the back seat of the taxi with the ring inside it. Oh, no. And right. it was a yellow taxi. Oh, I know. I was, I was punching him in the face. Um, uh, <laughs> Um, and then I realised as we as as we closed the door, and then um, my uh, I obviously was like bereft, but couldn't explain why to my girlfriend because that would have blown the thing of saying I was yeah. going to propose to you. So kind of had to hold in this uh, rage. Um, and then all the next day uh, we sort of went around doing New Yorky things, um, and I was quite sad. Um, and basically being sort of like a grumpy piece of shit that you wouldn't want to get engaged to. And then, <laughs> managed because it was an uber taxi i managed to contact the guy the next day and i was um uh, managed, at, the, at the evening the next day he dropped the um the bag off and i was like oh, okay this is amazing it's like a perfect story i've got it back this is great um so on our first night there turns my wife was about to propose to her and then she went down to one names proposing to me and she'd been planning it the entire same time but she hadn't oh. lost the ring uh, and then I went down onto one knee as well. So we were both just sort of like squatting in front of each other. Um, yeah. I've got goosebumps oh, again. Nice, That's isn't it? Really it's lovely. really yeah. nice. And we got oh. divorced last month. No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> right then. Uh, in this That's scenario, lovely. it's exactly the same. Sorry, Louise, did you want to say? I was just going to say that I love the being a grumpy piece of shit thing that no one would get to want to get married because every time we went somewhere that. I thought my husband was going to propose and he didn't. Uh, <laughs> I would turn a beautiful romantic dinner walk by the same. Um, <laughs> walk, walk by a loch just after seeing my parents uh, or something really romantic into just me stropping and sulking and crying yeah. and being really unattractive. And, yeah. yeah. Oh. Really sort of stretching that finger out just into, into yes. the next yeah. like, this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Whereas I, yeah. I had to pretend to be really surprised because if, you, <laughs> if you're going to ask somebody to marry you, you don't beforehand ask for her hand from her gay best friend. So he, he told my gay best friend and said, I'm going to ask her to marry me. Don't tell her, don't tell her. Of course I won't. And then he went off to the toilet and my friend went, he's going to ask you to marry him. He's <laughs> <laughs> in Edinburgh. When you go to Edinburgh, he's going to ask you to marry him. The whole, the whole time in Edinburgh, I wore oh, no. flowery dresses and looked feminine and waited for the moment. <laughs> you see in my and life, I was really gone. shocked when he did it. How long did you have to wait? Two days. It was hard. That's a long two days, isn't it? It was. It was like, is it going to be now? Is it going to be now? I don't really want to wear any dresses anymore. Yeah. <laughs> what would you have done if um, your wife had pulled out the ring before you'd have got your ring back? I mean, oh, I was going to do that. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. It feels like, oh, you're copying me. <laughs> I don't believe you. Big copycat. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And then we had a sort of, then we went for a drink afterwards and had a sort of like a debrief of just like, so when did you, but you bought this and like, oh, okay. And sort of, yeah. And had she was, bought you a ring or had she bought herself a ring? No, she bought um, me a ring. Oh, okay. Rather yeah. than going, let's propose. And this is the ring I would like. Yeah. Will Good I marry God. me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. If somebody proposed and said, and I've bought myself a ring, I'm not sure I'd marry them. <laughs> yeah. 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 If I, and then I'd be like, up, up you get. <laughs> <laughs> Whose ring cost more? Oh, yeah. I'd already got your ring, but it didn't cost that much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. Anyway, I'm gonna, I'm, so in this I, scenario, let's, let's spin the it's not a spam seller spinner, see who it is. In this scenario, the person on one knee proposing to you is oh, Sir Ian McKellen. Oh well, that's nice. That well, you proposed nice. to him. Well, you proposed to as him. you were about to propose to him. So, wow. Yeah, no, that is that. It, this is the best one. This is the best one so far. Of course, <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure how your wife's gonna feel. But in this time, well, I don't have a wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You have any in the Cullen? So not, I definitely not, don't know how she's gonna feel. Not to, in the, I don't, maybe I shouldn't have reacted so quickly and being so positive about this. Like, she doesn't exist. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> you mean I don't have to and I can marry some man instead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're soulmates, but she doesn't exist, right? <laughs> she won't find out about this, yeah? Um, uh, <laughs> the millions of people listen to this, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, um, I would love that. I would fucking love that. That'd it's be so cool. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's a movie and I've got my movie star. Sounds like Do you, what's the, what's the Ian McKellen thing? So me and my wife, who we don't talk about anymore, me and my, <laughs> wife, me and my <laughs> wife used to live in um, Limehouse for a few years, which is um, uh, very close to where he lives. And he has a pub called The Grapes where we went a couple of times and I really hoped I'd bump into him. And then one day I was with my son in the park and I saw him walking past us. And I was like, fucking yeah, yeah, and that's Ian McKellen. My son's like one. And he goes, ba 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 um, I really hoped I would eventually kind of like 
happy. I, I did sort of, I don't do this normally, but I did sort of quite performative parenting where you're just like, ha 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 ha, I'm such a good father type thing. In, in the hope that he would like look over and go, hey, you look like a good father. Do you want to marry me? That kind of thing. Um, and he didn't. He just carried on walking. He's wearing a leather trench coat. Absolute fucking legend. Um, yeah, he, I was always, I, I'm a big fan of his. And um, I wanted to be friends with him. And it hasn't happened. But maybe we could become husbands together and then yeah. friends after that. Well, you know, and I think if you can't be friends with your husbands. Well, exactly. You know, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. All of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My many, many husbands yeah. in this timeline. <laughs> I am a Mormon. Um, <laughs> do they get to have lots of partners? They do, don't they? Yeah, I think, I think, so. I think a man I think may have many wise. wives. I'm not sure where they are on men having husbands. Full That's stop, interesting. Maybe I, there. maybe I can change the entire thing for them. Maybe I can be the yes. new, um, yeah, the the, yeah. Ne- the second coming as twer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and third and fourth. As many as they need. <laughs> Multiple, excellent. Multiple. Yes, yes, yes. So you're feeling that you may walk through this door. Yeah, but um, so I've got two more after this, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to be any better than this. I, unless it's going to get better after this. <laughs> oh, you're bastards, aren't you? Yeah, we yeah. are. <laughs> Proudly so. Yeah, I'm going to say yes to this one. We're going to walk through this one. <gasps> Brilliant. Oh. Shall we do some wild applause at the very idea? Yeah. That stops. That <laughs> it stops. That's yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> Good job. Hey. Thank congratulations. Thank you very much. Congratulations we're... on choosing the door, but also congratulations on your engagement to. We're very, well. we're very happy together. Thank you. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. So let's see what you could have won. Okay. Door number five. So there's a new dad at playgroup, and everyone is all over him. Oh my god, he's like this amazing dad. Uh, oh, are God, you normally yeah. <laughs> already not a fan of this? Me and me and Sir Ian are very happy together. <laughs> so, uh, you're surely a, a, be the only dad at playgroup or something, are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, big time. I, it's, it's very much how I've defined my personality the last five years, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a nice thing. It's a nice place to be, only dad at playgroup. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's sort of like a self-aware one, not like I, I occasionally see other dads there and they're sort of feeling a bit awkward about it. And I'm just thinking, I oh, just fucking embrace it. Like lean enjoy in. the yeah, yeah, oh yeah. big time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lean in. Hi, you're Hi. new. I'm Robin. I'm the only dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember Absolutely. when my my husband took we have um a cinema locally that plays um yeah you have screenings for new parents and people take their babies and he went on his own once with our baby twins and he was like this was the biggest pulling opportunity of my life but at the same time not because they all had new babies as well that every woman was like oh my god you're my dream man yeah, yeah. <laughs> two babies to the mostly he wanted to see the movie but yeah yeah it's it's it is a nice status you're, you're and women love the only dad at play group you're yeah. really nodding very smugly as well. Like, oh, mm. yeah, I clean up the playgroup. Yeah. Check water <laughs> and wash with all my bitches. 
Yeah, I mean, I would never. Uh, Alba, would you say there were bitches in Cheshire? Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I was thinking. Down the community um, centre, I'm like a yeah. god. Yeah. yeah. No, it is. Um, it is. It is fun. I enjoy it, and um, but I'm aware of how ridiculous it is, which I think that yeah. makes me even yeah. more smoke. So in this situation, there's a new dad and he's just as good as all that. He's taken all your attention and he is loving it. You have two choices, start a war or try and be his best friend. What would your instinct be? Mm. Uh, Do you mean like start a a personal war between us or invade invade a country? Anything to distract them. How much testosterone have you got? Yeah, I am. I'm bypassing the UN and I'm going straight. I'm going straight for it. Latvia, here I go. Um, I um, I don't think I would start a war. I think I'd try and befriend him. And uh, yeah, again, um, I, I think I'd try and befriend him, and maybe we'd become more powerful and slowly take over. The baby group. <laughs> this is the and most make, male thing ever. And make it a safe space. Make it a safe space. Dad, don't do Yeah, yeah. I mean, it already it already dance, feels dance, quite. Dance. It feels quite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It does, does, does. It feels very fathers for justice at this stage, doesn't it? it feels very that. Okay. Yeah. Finally, writing the wrong, which is mother and toddler groups. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. We park in oh, those mum and baby spaces all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Just to make a point. <laughs> we don't even take our kids. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, shall we see who this other dad is? Sure, sure, sure. It's um <laughs> it's Sir David Attenborough. Oh, <laughs> I think that the what what I've realised about myself is that I really like knights. Yeah, I was say, you were the knight of the realm, eh? eh? Shining armor, white satin, um, one of them. Attenborough. Okay, so he's another. He would get praise even without being a dad. Yeah, he would turn up without the baby. Yeah, and he'd so, just that, be like, "So fucking, so David Attenborough singing wind the bobbin up. What's going on here?" <laughs> And here we have the toddler in their natural <laughs> habitat. Yeah, yeah, he would as well, wouldn't he? Um, he would get. God, all the he'd be an old dad though of a toddler. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Can you imagine him like? It, the like... toddler would be pushing him in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the buggy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's nap time for who? Both of you. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, he imagine if Sir David Attenborough had that reputation of being a shagger, you know, like a sort of like he, if it, the sort of the Keith Richards type. Oh, yeah. he's having a dad at sort of seventy. He's yeah, having a baby yeah. at seventy type thing. Imagine if Sir David he's Attenborough. 90. He's ninety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's ninety. Well, and also, like now that we, we know about the degradation of sperm over the years, you know, mm-hmm. his wife would have yeah. to be so young to have viable. You know, that would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Really. Appalling. His wife is baby mummy, let's say. Um, sure. <laughs> this is so bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> it's just oh. so bizarre. Uh, do you know what I think well. him being a new dad and turning off a playgroup? Because he's he's a real new man. Yeah, and sitting yeah, on the yeah, floor. Yeah. 
very generationally weird. Yeah, with his, with his shoes off. You can just see us. <laughs> I, I can't imagine David Attenborough wearing socks. Like, just socks. Oh. Do you know what I mean? No, yeah. I can imagine him going barefoot. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. He, He's a man yeah. of the world. Yeah. He'd go Always barefoot. Always step on Lego. And do you know what? Because mm. he'd have that pocket jacket with the pockets wouldn't he he'd always be able to get like a, a the white wipes and uh, muslin out <laughs> oh, yeah. always be well equipped. so true mummy in one pocket yeah he'd yeah, have that yeah, hanging yeah. up a carabiner a carabiner and you'd he? have you'd have a kid having a ta- on the stage having a tantrum and yes. he'd be like he was with the big gorilla and he'd quietly talk yeah. him down I think no. no, I I think he'd just be like, it's it's uh, it's actually safer not to intervene at this stage. We shouldn't we shouldn't interrupt them. (laughs) Just let nature take its course. Yeah, it's it's unforgivable. I've got it, I've got it. And then the kid throws himself off the stage, and Robin comes flying in and saves the day. That would have been good, wouldn't it? And then somebody changes a baby's nappy, and they put the nappy into the into one of the smelly nappy sacks. And David Attenborough's like, I've seen those on the ocean floor. Yeah, Yeah. You've killed, a, you've killed a turtle, you prick. I don't think he would be. I think he'd be. Um, and not a boon. I, I don't <laughs> think they'd like him as much as me. Safe. Just putting it out there. Safe. Yeah. I think, um, I think I'm safe. Obviously, you can't choose this reality. How do you feel that it compares to being about to marry your soulmate, Sir Ian McKellen? I, th- I think fine. I think I think uh, I would like to be friends with Attenborough. Um I almost would have preferred to have started a war with Attenborough. Imagine having beef with David Attenborough, like sort of shit posting <laughs> each other on Twitter and stuff. Oh yeah, like at, like at, like atting them at sort of like when you're pissed up at like eleven p.m. Yeah. Oh you see, oh yeah, big brave man behind a keyboard, Attenborough, aren't you? But <laughs> <laughs> well, what have you done in the real world? Yeah, meet me at London, meet me at London Zoo tomorrow, and we'll see who's the big man. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, fabulous. Okay. Shall we shut the door on Atom's play group? We have shut no choice. Okay. Last one. This is the final door. Mm. The thing about the final door is, Robin, that there's it's got a special energy. And at this point, you can choose to gamble being married with Ian McKell- to Ian McKellen for whatever's behind the engaged. We haven't set a date yet. Okay, fair enough. Well, you're one of those. <laughs> We're engaged. He's a, he's a busy man. We've been engaged for four years. So you can swap that reality for whatever is behind the final door, but only now. Sure. Are you going to gamble? No. <gasps> my, my, my heart is true. Okay. So Let's cute. go then. No, try this one. Door number six. <laughs> there was a special energy for that door, wasn't there? There was. There. Just a very angry, shouty middle-aged lady. Oh, I'm, I'm really torn about whether we should get our editor Lambert Butler to actually edit the appalling tech of today. <laughs> or not. So I think yeah, we might get Lambert to just tweak a bit, but we'll leave some of it in for entertainment <laughs> value. <laughs> I do apologise. Okay, so final door, door number six. You've got a gig writing horoscopes for a national magazine. Brilliant. You're not taking it very seriously and you're writing a load of bollocks. It's all very funny until it turns out that someone 
He's taking it all a bit literally. They've given up all control over their daily actions and you're basically driving them like a Toyota Yaris. And that person, should we move on or should we ask? What do you have you written horoscopes? I have written horoscopes for my um I did uh in my in my I wrote for my student newspaper. I wanted to be I wanted to be a journalist. Oh. I was doing a course that I didn't really enjoy. And I all my friends were doing journalism and I wanted to be a journalist. And the only job they had was horoscopes. And I wrote under the pen name Mystic Smeg. And <laughs> I feel like weirdly this has come full circle now. It <laughs> How weird is this? Um, there's a maximum smeg in this. In this, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never had one quite such a smeggy one before. I, I, I'd like to say that it's not indicative of who I am as a person. I'd like, I'd like to put that on record. So I wrote, I wrote these horoscopes, and uh, I'm a Leo, and I just did like normal ones for Leos, just like you can have a great day. And then for everyone else's ones, I made them like really dark and specific, um, just like Nan's condition has worsened, just like really like specific ones. Just, just if anybody like did really go fucking hell to oh, me yeah. for the one person that it was like absolutely <laughs> made sense for. Oh God! I love that kind of. I love that kind of energy. My horoscope is always absolutely spot on. I mean, I don't know how they do it. They say mm. you should take more control over your life, and they're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> Specific. Yeah. Anyway, so you, you're you're writing these horoscopes, but somebody's taking it really, really literally, mm-hmm. and the person is. Oh. Robin Morgan, the other one. Yes. Who's the other one? So the there's so there's a couple. Um, there's uh, the person you're referring to. I'll get to in a second. There is the most famous Robin Morgan is a. I think she used to be a child actor and then a famous um, feminist oh, sorry, scholar. Hang on, hang on. The second most famous Robin Morgan. <laughs> so she, if you if you Google Robin Morgan, she, I think she's still number one hit on Google. But I am cropping up. I am cropping up. <laughs> I'm going up page one, which is very exciting. And I don't know, but I don't actually know. I don't how know whether do I am. Well, this is <laughs> it. So I'm, I'm on my page one, but you know how sort of Google sort of basically sort of like pinpoints what you want to see. So I think yeah. the fact that I've Googled myself, so it'd be interesting to see if like, if you Google Robin Morgan, yeah. who, who's, who's at the first without the cookies that I've left all over the internet. Um, so, um, but yeah, she's, um, she's currently the most famous. There's lots of like famous feminist sort of quotes and people think that I've done them which is nice for the brand, isn't it? Um, but, but, but the person that you're referring to is the person called Robin Morgan, who is a white man with glasses, who has the Twitter handle Robin J. Morgan, which is what I've got on Facebook and Instagram and all my other, my website. I'll tell you what, you're third on my Google. Third? Yes, after so the what, American what's... poet and yep. the journalist. Journalist? Who the fuck is that? But imagine if I tried to be a journalist and I'm sort of going to journalism with someone with the same name. But then again, my I just write under Mystic Smeg, wouldn't I? So it'd be fine. Yeah. yeah. A, a, te- a telegraph deep dive into the PPE scandal. Yeah. Our, our political yeah. correspondent, Mystic Smeg. <laughs> we now go live. Live from Afghanistan. Black jacket. <laughs> with white skin with a dummy and uh, water yeah. in the pocket Robin Morgan has started a war it's against <laughs> David Attenborough live to Latvia <laughs> he's, he's killing penguins for fun 
um, the, so Robin J Morgan anyway. on Twitter. He yeah. um, uh, he looks like me and he has my handle. So um, occasionally he gets tagged in sort of promotional tweets and things like that about gigs. And an Edinburgh Festival gig I was doing called Set List in 2016, 2015, one of the years, um, tagged him. And um, I turned up at the gig and they said, uh, it was like 11 p.m. So I was like rushing around Edinburgh trying to do loads of gigs. I turned up and they were like, I thought you weren't coming. And I was like, what? And they said, you said, you said you weren't coming on Twitter. And they tagged him in to this promo thing. And he'd replied to the gig saying, sorry, can't come. I've got the shits. And they thought that that was me, my level of professionalism pulling out of this gig. And they've replaced me. So then, Did he just because were... he was fed up with being tagged. I think so. Yeah, he just I mean, thought it'd be funny. It. Yeah, I mean, like, like that, I, yeah, no, totally. Like that John Lewis guy at Christmas. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I, and I, I, I completely would would do the same thing. I'm getting like, I'm just going to shit post. Uh, why, why wouldn't yeah. you just for, for a laugh? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's very you've ruined my evening energy, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah exactly. What I was um, <laughs> so and so they replaced me. So I ended up doing the gig. Um, but like really, and set list is like a was quite an intimidating thing. It's the kind of thing where they give you a topic behind you and you have to do like as much stand up oh. as you can off the top of your head. It's quite quite intimidating. And I was kind of frazzled because I was like, I wasn't doing the gig, then I was. Um, and basically, what I did was um, I got the entire audience to call him a prick on Twitter. I think for getting me. But like, he rarely uses it. I want this. I want his. I'd happily, but would I buy it? Probably not buy it. That seems a bit excessive. So yes, that that's Robin Morgan. Never met, but I'm not a fan, and I wish him the worst. <laughs> but you know, in this reality, if you had chosen it, you could have you could have written in his in his horoscope things like yeah, yeah, you absolutely must. Go and jump in front of a car today. But, <laughs> I was going to say, get, get uh, like delete your social media presence, so then I could have his yeah. login. But yeah. car, car oh, works it. as well. Yeah, kill him <laughs> and all the other Capricorns. No, because then Robin has to jump in front of the car and save him, and because um, yeah. he's got that superpower. Yeah, yeah, of course. Right, well, let's slam the door on 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 driving Robin Morgan like a Toyota Yaris. <laughs> They're easily manoeuvrable, that's what I'll say. So we'll open the door, door number four, and we're going to send you through it, Robin. How Very exciting. Excited. Before you go through it, um, uh, where can our listener, fantastically rude man at the fish shop, find out more about you? Um, not using the Twitter handle Robin J. Morgan. On Twitter, yeah. I am at Robin J-A-Y Morgan the word J Morgan and yeah. then all the other ones or oh, my website robinjmorgan.co.uk um, I have a podcast called Here to Judge which is very funny with with Priya Hall and Leila and Barbie um, yeah those places all just you know come around come around the house keep watching watch the telly yeah. as well because you know watch you might the telly watch the credits and go oh him oh yeah. he wrote that IT he, oh, is that all rise I love that song <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and mock the week and and did you mock the week I did mock the week mm -hmm. There you go, that sort of thing. Go yeah, and watch all the good comedy and you'll see him. Yeah. Fantastic. Right, let's say goodbye to you. Goodbye. Oh, oh thank goodness he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't laugh. That was, you're supposed to have gone. Sorry. Oh, you're having the joke. No, it's, it's <laughs> a thin door. It's, a, it's, got, a, it's got a cat flap. <laughs>
<laughs> anyway, he's gone now. That's enough of this rubbish. I'm sure you've got better things to do. Like, go follow us on the socials at E-Y-R-E-L-E-I-G-H on Twitter, Early Doors on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed yourself, please leave us a review. Five stars, please. Uh, subscribe or tell a friend or even better, two or three. Bye. I'm off through this door to a dinner party in Fulham in 1990 to tell some posh twat to fuck off again. <laughs> I'm going through this door to a dinner party in LA where I will pose as a caterer and feed Iman dodgy prawns so she can't meet David Bowie and he'll be mine. All mine. All mine. <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by us. We did all the work. The voiceovers were by John Darvel. Well done, him, eh? <laughs>